I know it, you know it, but maybe some NFL scouts haven't heard it, so help me go out on the roof, scream it from the rooftops. Get in now while the getting is good. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. You can find me on Twitter at All Day O State. I implore you to do so. Thank you for tuning in today to make this your first listen. We know you could be anywhere. I love the fact that you are here instead. All right. So, yeah, we've talked about how important this season is how impressive this season could be but now we need to not only scream it from the rooftops but talk about uh, the nfl scouts prospects right whenever you look at this oklahoma state season you know that there's obviously talent right we've talked about it almost ad nauseum but we're going to check in with the fall right here right now and, and the beauty of this is we're getting live updates right we're getting texts and, and screenshots and things of that nature as this thing goes down, whether it be in the meeting rooms, on the field, weight room, it doesn't matter. We get to have this experience live. We get to do it together and very much understand from multiple people, right, what is happening on field. And right now, what I'm hearing is guys that could be in the NFL are almost abundant. We know Kendall Daniels is one of those guys. We're going to do some comps, right? KD, you guys ready for this? We're going to have to reach back a little bit old school. But if you're an O-State fan, you'll remember the Punisher, Lucian Antoine, mixed with an NFL guy in Merton Hanks, a four-time Pro Bowl, Super Bowl champion, defensive uh, back of the year, Merton Hanks, that is. Colin Oliver clearly has NFL written all over him. If I were to do a comp, I'd say maybe a little bit of an amen on Bong Mamiga mixed with a Von Miller. Am I saying he's Von Miller? No, I'm not. But I am saying that is precisely what he's going to be able to do at Oklahoma State because he has that natural defensive end capability, but he also has played linebacker more often than defensive end in his career. So it's going to be a seamless transition. Jaden Bray. Jaden Bray is, uh, we're digging back again, O-State comp, Hubert Inium, another O-State comp in the NFL is Des Bryant. Again, and I, am I saying Des Bryant and Jaden Bray are the same person? No, but some of the, the, the toe taps, some of the techniques, some of the way they get out of their breaks, they use their, their high leverage points to catch the ball are pretty reminiscent of each other. And then I like the way that Hubert Inium kind of made a name for himself, 2007, 8, 9 range, right? He was going to be somebody. So that's why I'm saying we haven't seen all of it yet, so you can't quite go to the Des Bryant realm, but you can say he's going to be good enough to make a big name for himself, which we're going to get later on in the episode as well. Justin Kirkland. Justin Kirkland is an NFL guy. If we're going to do another comp, right, stay with the Cowboy theme, Vincent Taylor. Vincent Taylor carved out a phenomenal NFL career for himself. He just battled through a couple of injuries recently. And then if you want to go somebody recent in the Big 12, Justin Kirkland's a lot like a Siaka Ika. Again, am I saying he's as good? No, we don't know that. We have to see it a little bit more on film. But from the glimpses we're seeing from the people that are standing on the sidelines, on the field, live during all of this stuff, the conversation has to be had about the dude literally, physically, can control two guys at the same time 
with not a tremendous amount of effort. Trey Rucker could surprise some people this year. He could be on an NFL board somewhere. We all know that Lyric Rawls is likely going to be a guy, even though he's going to have time to, to grow. John Stribling can definitely be in that, that classification as well. We know Ladarius Webb Jr. has the NFL pedigree from his dad. We have raved about safety, right? Some more of the words that we're getting. Again, this is, you know, updates, text messages. And as they're coming through, it's so much fun to read because I obviously physically wasn't able to be there. But safety room, we know it was a position of strength this year, which is precisely why the Brian Nardo 335 is going to be able to do a lot of things because of the embarrassment of riches he had. Some of the words that were sent to me when, when talking about the safety room were ridiculously talented, a wild ride, a fun time. The, the most intriguing of all of them, I thought, when you kind of talked about some of the cornerbacks mixed in as well, is constructively selfish. Now, traditionally, the word selfish is not a good thing. But whenever it has constructive in front of it, it makes you kind of think a little bit more. And you can see it, right? There's times, um, you know, there's little clips, right? And in one of the clips, there's several clips, but one of the things that really caught my eye when you're talking about the, the perfect relationship that they have with Coach Brian Nardo is you saw two linebackers, two safeties, and a defensive end. It was like a, a slow-mo. It almost looked like it was synchronized but they turned their heads simultaneously. I don't know what they were looking at. Don't know what the play call was, but the fluid nature in which this defense is already working together, they're clearly looking at things from a different perspective. Their eye discipline this year is significantly better than the eye discipline last year. Last year, we had Mason Cobb. Sure, yes, talent, great. But as we'll get to a little bit later on, some of the replacements are going to be better than anticipated. It just, it, it is what it is. And I am so excited for it. This fall has me more excited in the spring, right? And, and we're going to have some of the conversations about what we're hearing right now. This is not only from the guys themselves, the players themselves, some of the coaches, but this is also, again, from multiple people that are there physically, that are watching everything, that get to be in the meeting rooms, that get to be at the dinner tables, that get a better understanding of not only what's happening, but a, a, a leadership role as well. And all of this stuff is massively important when you're looking to have the type of season that we know we are capable of. This is a 10-win team. And if, it doesn't matter if you're a betting guy, a casual fan, NFL scout, you got to get on board because you're going to want to take some, tri some trips to Stillwater. You're at least going to want to take some trips to some of the road games, or if nothing else, Watch each and every single game because it will be worth it. You will see guys do things we haven't seen. I mean, you can't say too far back because 2021 wasn't that long ago when we had arguably the greatest defense in the history of Oklahoma State University. Is this going to be comparable? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe not from a statistical, statistical perspective precisely, but by and large, this is a product that you got to buy into all the way across the board. And it just, it, it it really sets this thing up, this entire season, to grow legs and do things that people didn't exactly think we were going to be able to do very early on. You got to have the right fit. And we're going to talk about some more of the defensive positions, especially linebacker. The, the surprise has arrived 
for everybody to get a chance to see. But another thing you need to get a chance to see is what LinkedIn jobs can do for you and your small business. There's a reason why it's ranked number one, right? Because these days, every new potential hire, it's a crazy crapshoot. It is a high stakes wager that you're trying to make for your small business. So if you want to be certain that you had access to all of the best candidates, then you got to make sure LinkedIn jobs is your go-to. It's going to help you find the right people for your job, the right time for faster and for free. Whenever you uh, whenever you go there, just create the job in the post links and then add your job in the purple, purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile and spread the word that you, in fact, are hiring. The, the simple tools that they use in the screening questions and things of that nature help you find the right candidates at the right time with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and especially who you want to end up hiring. Again, this is why small businesses ranked LinkedIn jobs numero uno, number one in delivering quality hires versus all of the leading competitors. Help me help you help yourself. Go right now to linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that is linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions are going to apply, but you need to get yourself squared away. Again, NFL scouts, casual fans, betting individuals, regardless of what realm you shake into, we've already discussed we're going to have more eyeballs on on the Big 12 this year, arguably maybe more than any. I know that people are going to say this because we still have OU and Texas in the league. Only time will tell. Okay, that's fair. But in time, I think we will all see that that isn't the case. All right, so let's continue down this plethora of um, defensive capabilities that we're going to have. We know the D-line looks good. We just talked about Justin Kirkland. He's a mountain of a man who can move mountains by himself, right? His ability to squat and lift have to be kind of transitioning into the Big 12 this season, but I think we're going to see it. I also am a firm believer in Colin Clay right behind him. When we do have four down linemen, which we are going to go even on occasion, when we have that, and you factor in Colin Clay right next to Justin Kirkland, that is a problem for people. Defensive end, we knew depth was going to be a little bit of an issue, but we're looking surprisingly good, and that's thanks to guys like, uh, like, like honestly, Deshaun Brown. We're going to talk about him a little bit more. Nathan Latou, this is his time to shine. He has it up on his his board at home, what the goals are. His brother did it when his brother was uh, you know, doing a lot of successful, crazy things as a tight end at Alabama. His mom said it's something he should do. He's got them on the board, and he looks like he's playing with that level of drive right now. So, again, NFL guys, you liked his brother. You're going to love Nathan Latou. He's going to have a big year. Cody Waltersheed. He's got that veteran presence that you absolutely need on the outside. We talked a little bit uh, this previous week. Obviously, we covered cornerback quite a bit, so make sure you you hop over and catch some of those episodes as well. But from a defensive line perspective, Israel Isuman Hunley is thriving. Number 37 is going to be a weapon on the defensive side of the ball because these guys are doing so good. They're stealing playing time from the four-star transfer Anthony Goodlow. Now, does that mean Anthony Goodlow is disappointing? No, not at all. It just means that we actually have a little bit more talent, capabilities, and depth at the defensive end position than we thought coming into the spring. Now, let's get to the big one. 
The biggest surprise, we've harped on safeties. We've harped on, on, on cornerbacks, especially recently. But safety's been that position all year. We've known it. Brian Nardo knew it. We had all the skill set to put it on full display. But linebacker, everybody wants to talk about Mason Cobb, everyone outside of Stillwater, Oklahoma. We knew Nick Martin was coming along. We did not know that Nick Martin was the absolute unquestioned animal, and he's turned into a leader right now. We, we talked last year about how Jeff Robertson was likely going to be a starter over Xavier Benson, but he had that catastrophic injury that put him out for literally the entirety of the season. So it put Xavier Benson in a position to do some things. Now, we've had Xavier Benson on the show. He's going to be the unquestioned leader of the defense, especially the linebacker group as it sits right now. Colin Oliver's making that transition from defensive end to linebacker, and the beauty there is he's very hungry. The All-American is is very eager to ask questions. He wants to know what's happening, and guess who he's going to do that with? Obviously, more often than not, it's Xavier Benson. So Xavier Benson had some instances during last season where he got caught in the wrong spot, and instead of sprinting down the field, maybe he was getting into an argument with a teammate in regards to whose gap that was supposed to be or why you didn't do this, and it is what it is. It's because there was a little bit of a fracture in the locker room. We all know that it's been resolved, at least thus far. It, it appears to be that way. The buy-in has been phenomenal, and the linebackers are surprising. We know that Justin Wright has come in to, to do a, a big job, right? You can call him Mr. Right Fit at, at the right time. The Dan Campbell style, Detroit Lions, I'm going to chew your kneecaps guy, is in the right spots. And when he does get asked to do a strategic job, he does it. He does it instantaneously, and it's amazing to watch. It's amazing to understand that we do have that guy that's just going to stick his head in there, sticking his nose in there, and, and get okay, be okay with being mixed up in whatever business comes out of that. Whatever comes out of it, he's ready for it. So again, is he the athletic replacement for Mason Cobb? No. Can he produce the, the same numbers? Yes. Can he produce potentially better numbers for what we need? Absolutely. An another big surprise from the linebacker room is Gabe Brown. Gabe Brown from Stillwater High School, 6'2", 230-pound uh, guy. He's like the, the, the Mr. Right Fit number 2.0. He's Mr. Right Fit Jr. He just always seems to be in the right place at the right time. He's pushing people. Donovan Siemens got quite a bit of playing time last year. And Gabe Brown is already putting, put himself in a position to guarantee some PT this year. It's going to be nice in some of these games. It's going to be not only nice, but I would say imperative. In some of these games that we do, in fact, get a good lead, we've already talked about all gas, no brakes, put the pedal to the metal, hammer down. But the more often that we can get those big leads, the more these guys are going to play. You're going to see exactly what everybody else sees. Now we're going against our own guys. So you, you, you are going to hear some people say, well, you don't really know what you have. Okay. Maybe not. But again, we know what we had last year on film and we know how different, drastically different it looks this year. As you can tell, I'm fired up. I'm pumped up. I cannot wait for the season to start. Because, again, Donovan Stevens is going to play. But Gabe Brown is pushing to play more. 
more than Donovan Stevens. Uh, shout out since we're talking about Don- Donovan Stevens. Shout out real quick to Eisen Stevens. Should have resigned, but being a Boston Red Stock and another fellow Stillwater High School native, it's kind of cool. All right. This linebacker room, uh, here's the words that were described. This is why I'm so pumped. You ready? Savages, ruthless, intense, stupid. I'm assuming, right, that we all know stupid by younger generations is a good thing. <laughs> stupid, stupid good, very surprising, better than last year. Hey, better than last year. Who'd have thunked it? Who'd have thought that that would have even been possible? I am going to be one of those that said, I knew that Justin Wright was going to be able to slide in and and, and do his job so effectively that it minimized, you know, what we were looking at. But, guys, Xavier Benson has grown leaps and bounds from when he got to Stillwater. Right? The unquestioned leader side of the game for him was a big glaring need last season that he he discovered he discovered this is something that he needed to work on and he didn't want any of the contention or anything happening in the locker room that did last season so he put a stop to it he put a stop to it him and him and guys like deandre jackson so it does suck to see that deandre has dealt with some injuries and uh, he obviously He's no longer available to uh, to be a benefit to the squad, but running back is certified. I cannot wait to finally have another conversation about another 1,000-yard rusher. I think I think 100% we get it. As I've said before, 4.6 yards of carry, 4.5 yards of carry. Let's hammer that home as we also hammer the over. If, if that's a bet you can make with somebody, make it happen. Let me know. We're going to need everybody. So, Sessi, the freshman, will be in play. This is, again, why it kind of stinks that we're we're having to deal with the, the injury to DeAndre Jackson. But it is what it is. Ollie Gordon is an NFL pedigree dude or, or, or ready type of guy. Ollie Gordon should be a running back prospect in the league, as should Elijah. Right? And Elijah has had to ride the, the bike for a couple days. He's on the cowboy cramp watch. Stay hydrated, fellas. Stay hydrated out there because, let's face it, that that is something that only you can control. There's nobody else in the world that can control your hydration level. It's hot. It's Oklahoma. It sucks. Embrace the suck, man. Embrace the suck. Get hydrated up so you don't lose playing time. Because Jaden Nixon is ready. Just take some of it. Elijah Collins is just that good. Elijah Collins has just been that impressive. But it's a 1A, 1B situation at running back with a guy that we know right here, right now, Jaden Nixon, that could spell anybody at any point in time and take it to the house as soon as that happens. And we've, we've done videos, right? I'm for you. Go back, do some digging. We've done some videos on the freshman running back, Sessie. Uh, quarterback, right? The off-season work in California that Alan Bowman was able to do with the wide receivers is paying off. It is evident that this group is extremely impressive. And, you know, for him being new and Garrett Rangel still being young and Gunnar Gundy still being young, the chemistry looks pretty pretty daggone good. Now, you can't, you can't replicate 
what it means to have that kind of personal off-season accountability and, and off-season workout. And we know Garrett Rangel, he improved his 40 by a couple tenths, put on 17 pounds, got immersed a little bit more in the playbook, understanding, being under center, play action, that type of thing. And being able to learn all that from Alan Bowman is a tool. We've said it a thousand times. Alan Bowman is the guy, but Garrett Rangel is literally right there. He is. There's a reason the starter hasn't been named. But again, 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 Alan Bowman is the dude, but Garrett Rangel is pushing. That is what you need. That's what you want. And he's learning, learning a lot from Alan Bowman, as is Gunnar Gundy. So with the wide receiver room, guys, we know we're a power-oriented team this year. We do know that we're going to go shotgun, right? We're going to have some spread occasionally, but we're going to be a lot at 11 personnel, a lot of 12 personnel, and we're going to have a lot of fun with it. It's going to be a joy to see what this team's able to do. Braden Cassidy showing shades, little shades of, dare I say, a Bryant Ward, a bigger version of a Bryant Ward, right? And uh, Jaden Bray, the NFL guy, the Des Bryant type of guy. Is this the season we see it? Is this the season that the world sees it, I guess, is the better question. Yeah. Talon Shetron was a little disappointed in what he was able to do last year, but he had to battle some injuries as well. He looks like a man on a mission. Rashad Owens looks very, very, very much improved. I'm happy to see Rashad Owens exactly where he's at. We know the versatility where we could slide him to if need be, but it's nice to see him back out there making plays, Dragging, dragging his, his feet right there on the sidelines, getting a little bit of, of that uh, that uh, Jerry Rice type of action, as is Dijon Stribling. Dijon Stribling is better than advertised. He's better than we got him. He's better than he was at Washington State. It's going to be on display. We've been doing comps a little bit earlier in the episode. If we're going to do a comp here. Let's say our, our main man on the field with him, Brennan Presley. All right, so he's a BP plus a Tyron Johnson. Maybe not quite as fast. But goodness me, ladies and gentlemen, Dijon Stribling is, uh, is, is that good. Harlan Bruce, Iowa transfer. The quickness is amazing. The replacement for Braylon Presley is almost identical. I love what we're getting there. And his ability to line up in the backfield and add a different level of wrinkle for the defense is going to be pretty fun. And nobody's talking about Blaine Green. Blaine Green, who slid out from that cowboy back, fullback, pseudo type of tight end position. He bulked up and you know, had an injury, a nagging injury that kept coming up and coming up last season that he had to deal with. Well, he's over that. Nobody's really talking about him because everybody else is doing that daggone good. We just mentioned BP being in part of the comparison to Dujon Stribling. That's because BE is the bailout machine. I thought there was a good possibility that maybe Leon Johnson III would be the bailout machine type of guy. He still can be a weapon, right, Leon Johnson III. But he is, he is right now, you know, 13. That's what Leon Johnson is at the moment. He's still going to be a red zone target. He's still going to be a threat. He's still going to have opportunities. This is a position that we know always, always has some injuries. So you're going to see the maturation process pretty quickly for him. Kale Cabinets can be called on whenever he's ready to go. Mason Gilkey's coming along, rocking the orange and black in high school, the orange and black in college, the Pahuska, Oklahoma product. Wide receiver, it's fine. It is fine. Offensive line is deep. Say it again with me, ladies and gentlemen. The offensive line is deep in Stillwater, Oklahoma. And tell me how good that doesn't feel to say. Joe Mikulski and Austin Kwecki 
Looks like they're going to hold off Jacoby Sanders a bit. They're at the center, center spot, even though Jacoby Sanders is a mountain of an individual, right, that is going to be an integral part of the center position moving forward. But good for Austin Kowecki to be able to slide in there, going from defensive end to center, probably, or, or, or sorry, offensive tackle to centers. Probably not the easiest transition in the world, but he, he looks good, as does Joe Mikulski. Dalton Cooper is a guy, another NFL pedigree type of dude. At six foot seven, 310 pounds. Yeah, he looks amazing. Absolutely amazing. But he seems to have a tendency to get dinged up a decent amount, which is giving Colburn and him more opportunities over there at the other ta- at the tackle spot. And he's taking advantage of them so much so that Jake Springfield's doing a very, very, very serviceable job at the right tackle spot, right? He is. But Cole Birmingham could be better. Cole Birmingham might be better right now. So if Cole has the ability to play both left tackle and right tackle, we already know kind of what we have there for a depth piece, which is beautiful, beautiful for us moving forward. Jack Indine, the freshman from Arizona, is looking a little bit like Tevin Jenkins' freshman clone. If, if Tevin Jenkins was a freshman right here, right now, there's a lot of Jack Indine in there. So let's hope and let's pray, body by glass, we get to see the development. We get to see it pretty quickly because I think he's going to be a, a very, very massive part of what we're doing. Jace Okeso Brooks is more dialed in, and without which means not as many mistakes, right? We knew he graded out crazy good last season, but he also had a lot of penalties. If he can improve that come gameplay, that's huge. Guys, we've talked about how big we are now. How Gundy preached for a long time how hard it was to get 300-pound dudes to Stillwater, Oklahoma. So other than Hilton Marsh, right, the redshirt sophomore holding down the little man fort at six foot even, 270. Other than him, every single player on the line is over six foot four, over 280, 295 pounds. Got a bunch of 300-pound dudes. We got a bunch of 290-pound dudes with some versatility, with some with some reach, with some good punch. This is going to be a pretty decent group. Hats off. If Charlie Dickey can turn this around, this is his bread and butter. This is his style of offense that he wants to run. Are we going to have to pass pro? Yeah, actually, you know, uh, we know we're going to be a run at first style of team, but I'll be real. I think we're going to throw it more than I thought we were going to. I, I really do. It's just we have too much talent at wide receiver to not take some chances, to not take some shots. So that's something the defenses are going to have to respect. You got to respect the running game. You got to respect the depth that we finally have at the offensive line. And defenses will respect the wide receiver room. Enough so that Alan Bowman, Garrett Rangel, Gunnar Gundy, doesn't matter. They're going to be allowed to take some chances occasionally. They're going to be afforded those opportunities because wide receivers should be able to bail them out, even if they do miss sometimes. It's going to happen. Even the young guys, guys. Gage Tantalam, six foot five, two ninety, right here, right now. Davis Dotson, redshirt freshman that we were able to steal after he committed to TCU last year, six foot six, three hundred two pounds. Noah McKinney, who we were able to steal from the Marcus Arroyo tree over to UNLV, six five, two thirty. Calvin Harvey's redshirt freshman at six a three fifty. This is your Oklahoma State Cowboys. We're not talking about an SEC Big Ten style of attack here, or are we? Right, That's the question that we finally get to ask. Are we going to be able to see that level? I think so. I really do. And if you haven't, 
already bought stock in Brian Nardo. Here is your opportunity. We're hammering the over, y'all. We're hammering the over. Because I just, I, I, I see it. I feel it. It's on field. It's, it, it's in film. It's in the film room. It's abundantly clear that we should be buying some stock in the main man himself with no mullet, no beard, my gun, the all business. Hopefully we can buy stock in Dunn's all gas, no breaks. Got to have it. Need to see it. But we're definitely buying stock in Brian Nardo. Whenever you're seeing some of these practice clips and having these conversations, he can stop a, a live play, break it down on a crazy level for these young men to grasp immediately. Like you see it. Oh, okay. I get it. He'll point here. He'll point to that hole. He'll point to that guy's hip. He'll point to that guy's you know hands because he's cheating a little bit. And then you see the safety room. You see the, the, the defensive backs all collectively having these conversations, and they get it. They understand it. The simplicity is going to allow them to play at 243,000 miles an hour, 100%. Again, they're in unison. It it's almost looks choreographed for the camera whenever they're all shifting and moving and, and shading. It's just it, it's a lot more seamless. Are we going to even need to have a bunch of twists and stunts? I don't necessarily think so. All right? Simplicity is going to be great. When you have guys that can eat up multiple dudes like Justin Kirkland, Colin Clay, it's going to give the guys behind them the ability. So if the linebacker room is as crazy as, as some people are saying it is, I didn't even know how great the linebacker room was going to be. I had no idea. Right? Great. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Depth. Concern. Depth is still a concern here, but not as much. Drink it up. Take the orange Kool-Aid. Mix it up. Add a little bit of extra sugar if you need to, but drink it up. Give it to your friends. Shout from the rooftops. Like it. Love it. Share it. Subscribe. Comment. So happy we finally, we got to that mark over 100, 100 uh, or what? No, 100. <laughs> over 1,000 subscribers. 100,000. Yeah, that'll be a target goal. Next target goal. What we'll talk about is we're going to go live a little bit later on today as well as make a couple appearances. Pretty excited. Pretty excited about what this Monday has to offer. All right. The last thing we're going to hit on, I uh, got to give a shout out. There's a lot of individuals that put out Oklahoma State content that don't do a lot of research about Oklahoma State, right? We've had conversations about people putting out stuff recently, talking about the high fly crazy offense and you know, the Mike Gundy tree of the air raids going to be able to X, Y, and Z. That means you're not doing a lot of research, but I got to give props where props are due. Uh, Joe Broback, CFB uh, YouTube, he ranked the top 10 players at Oklahoma State. And he actually, he did enough research that it was a viable list. It was a very good job. He presented it pretty daggone well. The graphics he put up with it were pretty pretty cool. So make sure you go check that out. <clears throat> I'll make some changes, all right? So we'll, we'll do it. He did the top 10. I'll do Big 12, our top 12 in the Big 12. And uh, number 12... Might be a surprise, might not be. We've been talking about him, right, since day one. Day one, one, one on this show, Deshaun Brown. The kid from Choctaw, Oklahoma, is going to be a, a guy that everybody remembers, an Emmanuel Ogba style of guy, right? He, he just, it, it's, all, it's all over the place. He reeks it. Number 11 is going to be Dalton Cooper. If he can stay healthy, obviously top, top 10 on this list easily, but if, if he can't, 
Luckily, we have somebody like a Cole Birmingham who can uh, maneuver in and out of the lineup when necessary at multiple spots. All right, so let's move on. Number 10, for me, it's got to be Elijah Collins, the transfer from Michigan State. Got 988 yards, real close to that 1,000-yard mark. Everybody thought he was going to be the lead guy, the bell bell cow back there at Michigan State. Enter Kenneth Walker. Everybody knows what he was able to do with his career, so it kind of pushed Elijah back in in, in the background a little bit. He's here having a Jalen Warren-esque style of summer. Hopefully, we see it translate on the field. I think we should get hydrated, young fella, but you're definitely on the top 10 list. Number nine is going to be... His backfield mate, Ollie Gordon. Uh, some people are going to say Ollie needs to be higher up on this list. Hold on. Bear with me. You'll see what we're, we're rocking with here. Ollie Gordon's kind of unproven. Last season, if he didn't have that fumble in the week three, week four, probably would have had more carries. Everybody knew that Dom wasn't exactly the right fit, wasn't the right guy, didn't have the right vision. We, we all wish him well at, at Baylor. But God put Ollie Gordon here. NFL size, NFL style. NFL capabilities. It's written all over them for everybody and their mom to see. Hopefully, we all get to see it nationally this season. Number eight for me has got to be Justin Wright. Transfer out of Tulsa. You cannot replace 230 tackles or 250 tackles, whatever it was, that he had at in just a few years in Tulsa. It's impressive. Tulsa does get underlooked, just like uh, just like our, our guy there, Joe Broback, had to say. Tulsa does get overlooked, oftentimes because of the conference. And then you have the news about Houston moving and Cincy moving, right, and all this other different stuff, UCF. It caused a little bit of people to not realize what Tulsa had going, but Tulsa's put quite a few dudes in the NFL recently, and he was one of them that would have been in that lineage of Tulsa guys going to the NFL, but he came to Oklahoma State. Again, Dan Campbell, chew your your kneecaps off. I know words are hard for me. He's that guy. All right. Let's move on to uh, number seven on this list. Got to be Dijon Stribling, another transfer from Washington State. Better than he was at Washington State. He's the Brennan Presley style of guy with some Tyron Johnson level to it, right? That next level capability. Number six, we got to go BP. I think Dijon Stribling might have a better skill set than BP, but BP is BP and he's going to do BP. That is Brennan Presley things. He's the bailout machine this spring and thus far in fall camp. He makes some very, very crazy catches the way he can contort his body and bail out the quarterback. Pretty impressive. Should have an opportunity in the NFL. The smaller slot receiver is a big, big thing now. We've got a couple of them. So it'll be pretty interesting to see how that development comes. Number five on this list, Xavier Benson. Xavier Benson has always had the athleticism. He's always had the ability, which is why he played at Texas Tech as a freshman. Right, He got some starts, got some PT, was an integral part of what they were trying to do very early on. But, uh, you know, then he, he transferred, then he, he took a little bit of time off, and now he's back. Last season, last season kind of hit and miss. We expect him to have a big year. He's playing like he's going to. Number four, yeah, Justin Kirkland. I'm that big of a believer. Mountain of a man who moves mountains single-handedly. Number three has got to be Jaden Bray. If we're going to have this conversation about him being an NFL style of guy, Hubert and he mixed with a little bit of Des Bryant, we got to see it. As long as he stays healthy, I think we're going to see it. Number two, all day, every day, Colin Oliver. Colin Oliver just made the transition. That was one of the few things that uh, Mr. Joe Broback got wrong in his show. He, he talks about the defensive ends. He also talked about Anthony Goodlow. Anthony Goodlow is going to be good. Uh, we're pretty squared away defensive end, maybe not as deep as you'd like to be, but 
Colin Oliver moved to linebacker. It is absolutely perfect, right? We've talked about he's gotten a little bit faster, shaved off six, seven pounds, but still has the tenacity, the ruthlessness, and the hard-hitting capabilities. And he's eager. He's hungry. He wants to learn, wants to get better. And then number one, no surprise, Kendall Daniels. Just, I mean, come on, man. Safeties, 6'4", 6'5", 230 pounds, running 4'4". They don't grow on trees. They're not all over the place. Last year, he was just playing off of raw athleticism, raw capabilities and ability. That's all it was. Now he has an understanding. Schematically, he knows what he's doing. This simplification process and the amount of speed that Brian Arnold's system affords him to play with is going to be able to show everybody why he's not only an NFL guy, he's not only the, the, the top guy probably for Oklahoma State, but he's a first-round level talent. You cannot teach what he has. And now that the teaching side that Brian Nardo's being able to tap into is becoming evident, this is going to be crazy. I can't wait. You should be super excited. We've got a bunch going today. Again, shout out to that Joe uh, Broback dude. He did a pretty, pretty good, pretty good show, man. I, I was impressed. Justin Southwell, the Believe in OK State people, they do it right. The props cast with Keaton Hargett, you know what I mean? He, he's making some moves, pistol fi pistols firing. Those dudes are absolutely clutch. Feels like 45 stub, dynasty defined. Aubin Fippen, Aubin Fippen with the franchise in the cowgirl corner is about to be making some more pretty cool moves in the game. So, so see what she's got going. And, and guys, if you want to stay a little bit more tapped into what's going on geography-wise and realignment and everything from coast to coast, go check out the YCS Connection. Uh, that is on uh, what a Twitter. Yeah, the YCS Connection on Twitter. Those dudes, right, it's a conglomerate of a bunch of guys all over the country that have their, their ears to the ears to the pavement, nose to the grindstone, whatever you want to call it. You know, guys like Greg Swain and uh, and Jim Williams and Jeff Fuller and Jason Watkins. Uh, Drake Toll, congrats to you, brother man. Uh, formerly locked on Baylor. Now he's locked on Big 12. Uh, Clint Foster does cool stuff. Our main man, Coos, over West Virginia country is great. Pat Fitzgerald uh, covers K-State very, very well. There's a lot of people that are trying to give you as much information as possible, so, so make sure that you do that. Uh, this is Monday. We're going to miss out on our, our uh, Big 12 Mafia, Nathan Bomber-Brown Mondays, but we're about to make appearance on Locked On Buffs. So Kevin Borba is going to have us on. We're going to chop it up about Colorado a little bit. All right, y'all. I think that's all we're going to have for this one. I appreciate you hanging in. Sorry it went a little bit long, but this is a full check-in. This is a full check-in on everything we got rocking and rolling in Stillwater, Oklahoma for this football season. Get excited. You know I'm pumped. All right, y'all. You know I love you. God bless. Go, folks. And as always, thank you very much for tuning in to make this your first listen. We know you could be anywhere, but you decided to come here. All right, y'all.